Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The program, as always, brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online, wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. Of course, if you want to get on the conversation, one 401 is the best way to do so with the text line. You can also get us on email, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca, and then the social media is the X uh, at Sports1440 and at Fantasy Frenzy. Brandon, good morning. Uh, four hours into your day. How's it going? Going great as always. Uh, <laughs> it's Positive Thursday here on ah. the Kevin, or was Positive Thursday on the <laughs> Kevin Carey Show. We're, uh, we're deciding to make every day positive day. Uh, some great discussions this morning with uh, both Mark Spector and Frank Saravalli about the situation down in Ottawa. Of course, teeing up the Oilers game tonight with Dallas in town. Did that with Owen Newkirk. Great morning, and if anybody missed any of it, please uh, feel free to go back and listen on uh, podcast form. It's uh, kind of nice, all chopped up. The commercials eliminated. You can just listen to the the show straight one hour at a time. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, you can uh, track down the Kevin Carey Show, Absolutely. much like you can our show. Yeah, I love the NHL. Do as we say, not as we do. I mean, that's that's a lot of aspects of life with a lot of people that have power, but the NHL certainly does that. You guys also had uh, boxing legend Kenny Lacusta on. I listened to that. That was uh, very interesting. I want to take the confidence he talks about and put that into this show. So text in to one 401 And if anybody wants to fight me, I have the confidence <laughs> to take you on after having <laughs> Kenny in here. Okay, you'll be the uh, the official, I, I guess not football uh, spokesperson but fight person enforcer yeah anyone want to go with you fight 1440 come see brandon down at the uh, canadian brew house tonight in jensen lake don't actually he's a <laughs> he's a lover not a fighter he'll buy you a beer uh, well that is true um and also i would never want to uh diminish the respected establishment of the cbh with uh, a little scrap indoors if you're really uh, that fed up with what i have to say here on the program just uh, jump me in the parking lot instead, I guess. <laughs> Wait till I'm outside of the brew house. Uh, they're too good for scraps inside. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, maybe like I say, talk it out. Maybe over a dangle. You can sip a dangle and, and hash it out if you've got an issue with Brandon or I. Uh, of course, tonight, uh, week nine. Is it week nine already of this NFL season? Hard to believe, but indeed it is. So you're going to be out at, like you said, Jensen Lakes Canadian Brew House qualifying three lucky winners for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You'll also be qualifying someone for a chance to go to the home opener next season of their choice. One person wins that a week, correct? Yeah. And it's dramatic fashion. Yeah, a little uh, tick, tick, tick. It rattles along in the last uh, store or last location, I should say, of the CBH left up on the screen. The qualifier from that location wins. No questions asked. Except what game do you want to go to next year? That is the only question. Uh, We're going to have, uh, you know what? Yeah, it is week nine. It is week nine. Uh, My uh, computer, when I searched, it took me to, I don't even know what year. A year where on the Thursday night, Philadelphia knocked off uh, Houston 29-17. Could be last year. Anyways, we'll get that fixed. It's the Steelers and Titans out in Pittsburgh tonight. And uh, certainly some some fantasy football questions you might have because is Will Levis a fantasy savant? Did he he just show up and is he going to continue this going forward? Uh, Obviously, it worked out quite well for him last week when he was able to just throw that football up to... DeAndre Hopkins, and it, it worked out very well. It was almost uncoverable. He has four touchdowns, but 
we'll see. It's going to be a little bit tougher, I think, on prime time against that Steelers defense. You know, going up against TJ Watt, that guy is a game changer defensively. Even if he's not getting to the quarterback, he's forcing the quarterback to make bad plays. He's pushing the left tackle into the quarterback's grill, forcing passes, and uh, he certainly can be a bit of a game wrecker there. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk to our host or our guest today about that later on. It will be Alan Soslowski of Rotowire and also a radio host on Sirius XM. He's on Sunday mornings, 7 a.m., Mountain Time. So if you want to stream him, you can do that. Of course, we've got you covered here on Sports 1440 as well with Fox Sports all weekend. Uh, our NFL coverage is top notch, uh, and uh, we recommend you do that. But if you want to hear Alan, you can also do that on the series over the weekend at 7 a.m. Uh, Brandon, when you look at this game tonight, and we'll talk we'll talk some NHL as well. Get those texts in, one 1440 But the Thursday nighter, Will Levis coming on off one heck of a performance. Derek Henry, a must-start. DeAndre Hopkins coming off a three-touchdown game. I guess you have to start him. On the flip side, you've got a whole lot of questions. The Steelers, to me, offensively, I don't know. It's a week-to-week basis, I suppose. Najee Harris is a guy you can look at. Kenny Pickett, you'd have to be in uh, some quarterback issues to look at to starting him. But Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, I suppose, are guys you could go with. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end. Like in this game, it might not be the the most stimulating game. I think it should be. It could be entertaining, but fantasy wise, there's a lot of good options seemingly in this game, or maybe not good, but but intriguing options. Yeah, a couple options that I am kind of surprised to see as good ones are uh, on the Titans' offense because uh, we associate uh, Pittsburgh with having a good D. Of course, JJ Watt or TJ Watt. Uh, is one of, if not the best defensive player in the league. Uh, Cam Hayward expected back. They will be without Minka Fitzpatrick, but um, the the re-addition of Hayward is is certainly a good one. But then you actually look at uh, just like yardages allowed, and the Steelers, um, not quite as stout as you would maybe expect. They're pretty middle of the pack when it comes to uh, passing yards allowed. They've given up 10 touchdowns to the pass so far this season. And on the rushing side, they, and they haven't given up many rushing TDs, but like I said, yardage-wise, still pretty much in the middle of the pack. So it's not um, maybe as tough. Uh, like I said, if we're just talking fantasy and you're looking to pile up yardages uh, to to tack on points for Will Levis, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Derrick Henry, the, the opportunity's there. And from the Pittsburgh side of things, yeah, I would say outside of maybe Deontay Johnson, there, there's not much I like over on that side of the ball. But for every reason you just said, it's 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 sporadic, it's anemic, it's... It's untrustworthy to to say the least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they could go off, but you're you're not counting on them for double digit points week to week. On the flip side, I mean, Derrick Henry's a must start. D Hop's a must start. I think if you were ravaged by injuries or buys, maybe you're looking at Will Levis thinking he can Su- do it again. Super flex option for you this weekend. Uh, like I said, the bye week's coming back into play, and uh, a couple guys hampered by injury. Of course, Kirk Cousins isn't going to be available yeah. anymore. Um, and depending how desperate you are, if you already own Josh Dobbs or scooped him up, uh, if you were a Cousins owner prior, I, I, I think I like Levis as a much better option than, say, a Josh Dobbs. You know, what I do like about him, he, he has that uh, forget it. D hops down there somewhere. It, yeah, just like he's one of the best guys at just a 50-50 ball. 
with him, it's maybe 75, 25. He'll find a way, even if he can pull off a little sneaky OPI, he'll find a way to make it work. So mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, the Broncos, Lions, Jags, Niners on buys this week. So you're Brock Purdy. I mean, I don't think your people are rushing to start him anymore. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, maybe Goff. I think a lot of people starting in Russell Wilson been pretty good fantasy wise so i think that would be an option and then uh this kind of leads us into a question we got here from dk should i play nakua if stafford is inactive uh so matthew stafford update we have right now and this could change very quickly but i uh, did not practice yesterday with the right thumb injury this guy's a gamer so i expect him to play but puka nakua did not practice either with a knee injury yesterday so follow the rams injury report uh we'll get to the rest of your question here at dk it was, should I play Nakua if Stafford is inactive or should I pivot to Christian Watson or Jordan Addison? I play in a standard league. Jordan Addison, love him. Don't love the quarterback options with him. But, you know, maybe they force feed him. Christian Watson, same sort of thing. I don't know. I, I don't know what this, uh, the Green Bay Packers are this year. I, it's tough for me to judge. Yeah, of those, if you are looking, if Nakua is in fact not going to play and you have to move to one of those two, I'll still say Addison just based off of um, what we've seen so far this season. And uh, Josh Dobbs coming into, if he does end up getting a start, I don't know if that's been confirmed or not yet. Um, but Jordan Addison, I think, is more talented than Christian Watson and, and has gotten a lot more under his belt so far this season. Whoever ends up playing quarterback for Minnesota down the stretch here, you're really hoping that they build a quick rapport with Addison uh, Jefferson out at least one more week, um, depending on what you read and who you're listening to, uh, if it's going to be longer than that or if he's going to spend the minimum amount of time on the uh, the injured list. So I like Addison as the option, but if Naku is playing and uh, shows that he's not really going to be limited in any way, I think pretty probably regardless of who's at quarterback for the Rams, you can count on Nakua getting his fair share. Um, but yeah, I, I think Addison's probably the better option there. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. one 401 is the text line if you want to get some conversation going here. Uh, Braden says, hey guys, who do you like at running back? He needs two. So Jerome Ford... He's got Henderson and Jones. So Jerome Ford limited at practice yesterday with the ankle injury. So I, I think that one, I don't know. He's, he's a good player if he's healthy, but the, 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 certainly the injury concerns are going to be there. Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones. I think that's a good one. When he said Jones, Felix Jones came to my mind for some reason. Felix, what could have been Henderson? Darrell? Daryl? Darrell Henderson. <laughs> I don't know. I think I go Ford Jones. If Ford's playing, I'd probably lean that way. But if he if he's still battling an injury, like Kareem Hunt is continuing to chip away and getting more and more of a share and kind of like looking like he might be the guy. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll still split a lot of duty, but they might be more inclined to go with Kareem Hunt uh, in a pinch, whether it be on the goal line or elsewhere. So it, it, all of a sudden that situation in Cleveland's becoming dicier as uh, Kareem Hunt been back in the mix for a number of weeks now. Yeah, Hand- Henderson's a super meh pick, but uh, Aaron Jones for sure, I think. I, the, the Packers are not a great team, but he's a good player uh, on a bad team, so should still get his, uh, it, whether it be catching or running the ball. 
You and have yeah, to. If, you have to get him the ball. You have to get the ball in his hands. He's yeah. your, he is their best player on offense. I, I don't really think there's much debate on that. So you got to put the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Uh, Jerome Ford, if if there's no injury tag on him heading into the weekend, I think he can probably go ahead and start him over Henderson. But even if it's like questionable heading into Sunday, means he's still fighting it, then I think Hunt will take a lot more touches even if Ford plays. So then I might go for Henderson just as like a, a safety pick, basically. Yeah, and I mean, that even kind of goes into our last question about Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua. If, if Stafford doesn't go, you've got Brett Rippon. Yeah, Cooper Cup's still a threat, and so is Puka Nakua. But do you do you line it up and say, you know, we're going to stop the run and make Brett Rippon beat us? I don't know. We shall see. Daryl Henderson, Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin. The Rams depth chart reminds me of like 2018. It's not great. It's, it's not ideal. Uh, the, the players that they have uh, battling some injuries as well. We got a couple more texts here. Uh, Rob in the Burt, St. Albert. We put that together last time. Rob, just tuning in. Told you Bengals go for a run. It's Joe Shiesty season. I hope so, Rob. I've got him going in fantasy. I've, he's earned my trust back after that performance against the Niners. How about the Niners going out there and getting Chase Young? Absolutely love, love Lynch. Like, you know what? That sucked. We're going to go add a, a guy who can be an elite pass rusher. But yeah, the Bengals for sure. Uh, good to see them finding their way. They've got, there's no reason they shouldn't be good. So it's good to see it happen. And uh, Imitation Tom says, how much extra value does Tutu Atwell have if Nakua isn't playing? Would that push him into starting? I mean, why not? They seem to like him anyways. He, he gets the ball into his ways and or the ball into his hands in a number of different ways. I mean, you'd have to have depth concerns to go with Tutu Atwell, but I think some teams have to. Yeah, it, depending on the depth of your league, I, I think he's certainly an option if Nakua isn't playing. If it were up to me and I had something else available, because once again, Matt Stafford might not even play. Uh, and you still have Cooper Cup, uh, who had a surprisingly low-volume type week uh, uh, last time around, but I, I'm not in love with starting Atwell even if Nakua uh, doesn't play. I'd maybe take a look at some of your other depth options or hit the waiver wire and see if something jumps out at you. But uh, it, there, there there are worse options you could be forced to go with, I guess. But I, I, I'm not in love with that choice. Steve, you're a first-time texter. Steve, thanks for uh, reaching out. Thanks for listening today. Says, I've got Nakua and Cup. Do I start Gabe Davis over Nakua this week? Adams is my other receiver. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because... Gabe Davis is just so up and down, so inconsistent. You'd love to have him on your team in real life, but on fantasy, there is some inconsistencies there. In my humble opinion, I obviously start Adams. I think AOC is going to force feed him the ball. Seems like a a pretty good way to have success in the NFL, get it to Devontae Adams, so you got to lock him in. I would say monitor the injury reports for Nakua and Matthew Stafford. If they're both, like, like Brandon said, if the tags come off if they're healthy obviously you're rolling with them if they're probable i think you still roll with them i think you gotta i think you gotta i I just i don't know if i trust gabe davis week to week that being said he could go off for three touchdowns like he's so up and down he had a huge game on thursday night football uh, last time out which maybe that inclines you to think that oh he just had a big game you can look at it with two trains of thought and and maybe this might be worth taking a look at some uh, some deeper numbers on gabe davis here over the break is after he has a big game, what does his next game look like? Does he get fed the ball more after a big performance by Josh Allen? Or does is he kind of a flash in the pan and cools off for a couple of weeks? Maybe I'll uh, I'll take a look at that here over the break and come back with I'll tell some, you now. some data. Oh, you got it, Connor. I'll tell you now. So, quick. Start of the season, 
four targets, two receptions, 32 yards. The next week, touchdown, 92 yards on seven targets. Following week, four targets for 35 yards, but also got the, the touchdown. Then the next week, three targets for 61 yards. Following that, he had a, one of his good games, eight targets, six receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. The following week, four four targets, three receptions for 21 yards, no scores. Against the Patriots, one reception, six yards. And then last week, nine receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown. So his big games, he's bounced back with performances of 35 yards and a touchdown and 21 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, and even if you're just looking at targets, I think is a good indication because I think Gabe Davis is a touchdown threat no mm-hmm. matter what. That's that's just the player he is and where he fits into the Bills' offense. But based off of target totals after a big game, and last week was his biggest so far this season, the the numbers tell us that he's due for a pretty low target share this week. Can we count on like we can we could go back and look at even last season and times past to to give some more a bigger sample size on this. But so far this season, after a work week where he gets fed the ball a lot or targeted a lot, at least um, the following week doesn't lean so much to, to a positive light for Gabe Davis. So that's that's what the numbers say. The gut feeling. I, I, I would agree with the numbers. I think he's uh, he's more of a flash in the pan, one week at a time type receiver. Definitely not a must start by any stretch. Just going back to last year, there was one game. He had six targets, three receptions for 171 yards and two touchdowns. The next week, 74 yards and a touchdown. I mean, yeah, you can look at it that and say, you know, he he's ten, has a tendency to drop off, but at the same time, maybe the Bills offense says, hey, that worked out pretty good. Maybe we, we should, should continue to target that's, him. That's, a, that's where the the internal struggle exists and like you can you can when it comes to fantasy football and fantasy sports in general i think that if you take a stance on a player uh position their their output whatever you can probably debate yourself into any direction if you want to like i said you can try and get some actual data to back things up but those don't always actually come to fruition right like yeah statistically why is uh, Frank Vetrano have nine goals uh, well, like we were talking with Shaney <laughs> yesterday it doesn't make any sense he's a high volume shooter he always has been in his career but there's no reason he should have that many goals so far this season it uh, th- there's always anomalies so it uh, it's a big gut thing and most of this point or uh, conversation moot because if Nakua is healthy and playing I think you go with him no matter what mm-hmm. but if he's not then I don't hate uh, Gabe Davis as an option because of what I said he's always going to be a touchdown threat even if he's only getting three or four targets in the game we 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 talked ourselves around it we didn't give you a clear answer but we came back to what we started with watch the injury yeah. report NFL teams release them every day leading up to games and then Adam Schefter will uh, tell you who to play who not to play at like three in the morning on Sunday so gotta love those guys I think those those tweets are scheduled I think he knows before and just schedules them all or maybe he's up at like 5 a.m eastern time getting it done uh, we'll take a break here when we come back we're gonna be joined by Alan Sazlowski of Rotowire and Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87 here on Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Turkey that was a appropriate splitter because no I have not set my lineup yet I still have the Niners defense in there today so I'm gonna do that once this show wraps up maybe I can uh, get some good advice from our 
next guest on who we might want to look at. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here, as always, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. We're going to get to our Fantasy Wizard now, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon's heading north. Deep north, the north side of St. Albert to Jensen Lakes for the Steelers and Titans. Of course, they will have the Oilers game on as well. So, you know, you can go there, watch a lot of sports, have some great food and drinks, and potentially qualify for a trip to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Uh, we now bring in Alan Soslowski. You can give him a follow on X. Also, uh, hear him on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87 on the Sirius XM app, also at Rotowire. Dot com. Alan, uh, good afternoon. How are you doing today? So you guys are fully committed to calling it X. No more Twitter, right? No more caveat. I heard you You were just like, follow him on X. You're all in on that now. You know what? This is the first time I haven't said Twitter slash X, and I, <laughs> now I get called on it. So I got to go back to it. Are, are you still saying Twitter? No, no, I'm for the change. I love that it, that Elon Musk is nuts and calls it X, right? Why not? And if people are uncomfortable with it, and I love when people are uncomfortable, I think it's amazing. So I commend you. This is like we are like-minded here. We're moving forward. And I, I should say, at Alan Soslowski, if people want to actually give you a follow, I should mention the handle so they can get on X and give you that follow. Alan, uh, lots of questions today. And uh, we'll start off with the Thursday nighter and the, it, to me, there there's a couple guys you might want to look at your lineup and start, but there's a lot of questions, and the biggest one to me is Will Levis. Some teams facing injury concerns and bye weeks. We saw how good he looked last week, uh, four touchdown passes against the Atlanta Falcons, just kind of whipping it up there to DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think about Will Levis in this one, prime time against TJ Watt and that Steelers defense? Yeah, you're asking the most uh, the, the, a very common question that really people need the answer for. I'm saying this is a good thing. This is one of the biggest mysteries in fantasy football. When the unlikely guy doesn't only have a good game, has a nuclear fantasy game. Do you guys remember after week one how many Puka Nakua questions you were getting? <laughs> the wide receiver on the Los Angeles Rams. And then after Devin Achan on the Miami Dolphins blows up for 50 fantasy points, should I start him the next week? Just start Will Levis. He scored four touchdowns to DeAndre Hopkins in his first game. Sometimes it's not just the the size of the sample. It's the magnitude of the sample. If there was some rookie hockey player that comes in and has five goals, sick first game, you're like, okay, all right, this guy was drafted in the later rounds, but he just scored five goals. If a player comes in and shows you who they are, sure, Will Levis is probably not going to have – 240 yards and four touchdowns again. But if he does, I don't want it to be on my bench. It's okay to put him in your lineup. Listen, it's not going to be a bad game. And so many teams on by this week, who the heck else are starting? Unless you have Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, even like someone like Tua. If you're sitting there and you're like, I have Geno Smith on my roster. Uh, I'm starting, you know, I was thinking about starting Daniel Jones. Just go for the nuclear upside. That is Will Levis. It's funny you bring up Nakua and Achan because I think Brandon and I were both like, oh, be cautious with Nakua. And then when Achan came around, it was like, no, start him. We're not going to make this mistake twice in the same season. So go with Will Levis tonight against the Steelers. Now, when the Steelers have the ball, uh, we were talking about it in the first segment. There seems to be a lot of uncertainty with the receivers. You got Firemuth, Najee, Kenny Pickett. Is there a must start on this Steelers offense for you? 
the most boring and most uh, the, the best start in fantasy football on the Steelers is Deontay Johnson. I don't understand why nobody likes him. I mean, fine, he hasn't scored a touchdown since, like, the last uh, administration. But it, Deontay Johnson, all he does is catch you eight passes for 80 yards almost every week. He gives you 16 fantasy points in your PPR leagues. It's not an exciting, he's not glamorous, but – no matter who the quarterback is, he seems to get open and they seem to find him. Now, George Pickens, the uh, second-year receiver, he's the flashy guy, but he caught one pass last week, right? He did make an amazing hurdle and, uh, and got into the end zone. So Deontay Johnson, if you have him, he just put him in your lineup every week and the points add up at the end of the year. Now, he had zero touchdowns last year, right? I mean, that has to regress normally to the, to the positive. Normally, a player like him, I've seen his, his career averages around five or six touchdowns. What if it goes the other way? He can absolutely go on a heater. So Deontay Johnson is one of my favorite players. You know why? Because nobody likes him. He's a player that's not flashy to take. He's not like when you draft him in your fantasy draft, no one high fives you and says good pick. They just go on to the next pick. He's the guy. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas. Uh, we've got Alan Sazlowski joining us from Rotowire and Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Channel 87 joining us. Get at the text in one 401 Alan, I, I know sometimes people are maybe a little hesitant to wake up early. Uh, for us here in Edmonton, it's a 7.30 a.m. start when they play these games in England or, in this case, Germany. But Chiefs-Dolphins, I don't think the NFL could have you know, had a better matchup at this point in the season. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Hopefully jet lag doesn't play a part in it. Uh, but when you look at this one, uh, you're expecting a shootout, a lot of great fantasy options here? Well, first of all, real man wakes up and starts drinking whiskey for this game at 730 in the morning. OK, so let's get that straight. Uh, but that said, I mean, look, yes, all the offensive weapons are here. We have Tyreek Hill, who if we redrafted our fantasy drafts today would probably be the first overall pick. Uh, we love that. Not only do we love the Dolphins offense because we have good players, it's just it's so predictable and consolidated. One of the worst things in fantasy football is almost kind of like the Chiefs, like when they distribute the ball all around. Now, we know on the Chiefs side, Travis Kelsey's going to get his. But week to week, we really don't know which receiver is going to get fed or peppered. The complete opposite situation. It's a really tight passing tree. We know that Tyreek Hill gets his. They throw to Jalen Waddell. And then the running backs each get about 10 or 12 touches. We know who to start. There's no ambiguity, so to speak. Uh, but now over on the Chiefs side, like we said, uh, Isaiah Pacheco did have a – the running back did have a down week last week. But you're starting him every week. I mean, there's not too many workhorse running backs that get the full workload in the NFL anymore. It's not like – remember 20 years ago, guys, you do your uh, fantasy draft and the first 20 picks were all running backs. It's not like that anymore. So, yeah, I mean, these overseas games, they, uh, the, the teams tend to maybe have some clunkers because, you know, I mean, I don't even like, uh, you know, traveling overnight to the next town. Imagine having to go to Germany and getting, you know, and, and get reacclimated to the food, the, the, you know, the, the time zone. So there's always that chance that the game can be a flat tire. But, hey, if you have any Dolphins or Chiefs that you normally start, you're putting them in your lineup. And, you know, like I said, just check the box score if you don't want to wake up early. Alan Soslowski uh, is our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy. You can find his work at Rotowire and hear him on Fantasy Sports Today, Sundays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM. Uh, Alan, moving into the rest of the Sunday slate, uh, obviously one of the big disappointments coming out of last week was the Kirk Cousins injury, and what do the Vikings do from here? Jaron Hall, I think, is the likely starter for them on Sunday. 
Justin Jefferson's due back in the next couple weeks. Uh, but for this week, is Jordan Addison still a viable start with Jaron Hall under center? Or are you thinking it might be time to shift him to the bench until things shake out at the quarterback position? I would say that if you deep, this is uh, one of those weeks where there's a bunch of teams on by. So in most leagues where you, ha- you know, you have 10 or 12 teams, you say you start three receivers, you're probably not going to have many better options than Jordan Addison. It's just the only thing is you have to lower your expectation. What we've seen from Jordan Addison already is that he was NFL ready and he gets open and he has a nose for the end zone. Now, Obviously, you just you nailed it perfectly. The Jaron Hall thing is a big question mark. I, I think we throw last week out when he came into the game because that was complete chaos. But with a game plan, I mean, with Justin Jefferson out of the lineup, uh, due back in a couple weeks possibly from IR, they're going to have to get the ball to Jordan Addison. So maybe the floor is a little bit lower, or I should say the ceiling's a little bit lower. But I, I still think that that Addison's going to be earmarked for eight targets. So if you get six catches for sixty yards maybe a 20% chance, 30% chance to score a touchdown, you could put them in your lineup now. If you're a team that's just stacked and you have, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans and, you know, Jamar Chase, sure, Jordan Addison is probably not going to make it into your starting lineup, but I wouldn't be afraid to start him because what if Jaron Hall is actually decent, right? We've seen some really bad quarterback play in the NFL this year, but I wouldn't be afraid to start him. He's just been on such a heater right now. He's a good player. Alan Soslowski from Sirius XM joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas with you. Uh, last one for me for you, Alan. Uh, a game that probably doesn't have a ton of fanfare uh, on Sunday, the Buccaneers and the Texans. No one has rushed for less yards this season than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Rashad White is a very viable option out of the backfield. Do you, do you look at White, uh, once again going back to the buys and injury situation, uh, do you look at Rashad White as a viable starter, maybe even if it's just down in the flex spot, or are you thinking the Bucks offense uh, still can't quite get this run game figured out and steer clear? Yeah, Rashad White, isn't he one of those players that's really polarizing in fantasy circles this year? It's, it's very interesting. I, I love that you brought him up. But, I mean, he basically plays about 80% of the snaps. And in leagues where you get credit for catches in PPR leagues, He's booing his fantasy value with, you know, three, six, and seven catches over the last few weeks. And when he's getting you, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards like he has over the last couple weeks, that's enough to pay the bills. He doesn't even have to be good as a runner. I mean, his yards per carry are, are horrible, like, you know, 3.7, 2.6, and 4.3 over the last couple weeks. So usually what we say with running backs is we love the running production, and anything they get you in the passing game is bonus. It's completely flipped on its head with a player like Rashad White. He's a plus pass catcher. Baker Mayfield does target the running back. So anything he gets you as a rusher is bonus. I like Rashad White, but a lot of my colleagues at Rotowire, they, they, they have this guy basically as one of the worst running backs in the NFL. I said, I don't care. The guy gets me fantasy points. I like him. <laughs> What's not to like? Uh, Alan, last question for you. Kind of teased it because, uh, you know, it's, it's a selfish question from me. I've got the Niners defense. I've stuck <laughs> with them the last couple of weeks. On the bye week, we're talking team defenses. Any matchups you like this week? I mean, usually it's anybody that's playing one of the uh, the, the rookie quarterbacks that's playing poorly, right? Yeah. This weekend, you're going to have a lot of backup quarterbacks in there. So, I mean, you go down there. Um, he, obviously, if you have the Chiefs defense, you're not going to play them this week because they have been playing, you know, they're playing Miami, who's an electric offense. So you go down the list here and you say, hmm, 
maybe if I'm really in a pinch, uh, the Green Bay Packers haven't been playing too well, so I could start the Rams defense. I mean, usually anyone that, that who's been taking the most sacks at quarterback this year is the Washington Commanders. So New England's defense, even though that they're pretty banged up, uh, you got to think that Sam Howell's going to take a few sacks. And then if you dig a little deeper here, I mean, the Saints defense is probably rostered, but I still like them against the Chicago Bears at home. And then, like I said, if you're really going into the dumpster and you need somebody this week, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who are facing the Bryce Young Panthers at, on the road. So those are a couple options if you don't like the matchup. And oh, you know who's another one that was available this week? is the Chargers, they're playing in New York against the Jets. And, you know, with Zach Wilson, what could go wrong, right? So pick up the Chargers. I still like their defense. They're probably on your waiver wire. Oh, they certainly are. I'm a Chargers fan, and I'm just having nightmares while Brees Hall busting some big runs against that run defense. But I might go with it. Uh, Hey, Alan, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it and uh, enjoyed having you on. All right, good luck in week nine, everybody. Thank you. That is Alan Soslowski from rotowire.com, also Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87, or the Sirius XM app, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to the Super Bowl. We got to have Alan back on. He was great. Who's cracking a whiskey at 7.30 a.m.? Text us at 1-833-401-1440. Brando, I think you're going to the rodeo on Friday. You're coming back to town for some sports. You could have like the manliest weekend of all time. It, uh, Kevin and I were talking about a little bit earlier, and yeah, there is uh, there is some serious potential for shenanigans for myself this weekend between the CFR, the Bears football, Bears hockey at the Drake, football Sunday, beer league hockey of my own on Sunday night, and also an Oilers game mixed in there on a Saturday afternoon too. Yeah. Um, but we did get a text from Pillman earlier, and he when we were talking about the early start of the Germany game, and he said. Nothing like uh, some breakfast pilsners for the boys. And uh, and I, t- I said a splash of Sunny D always makes them great on a Sunday morning. And uh, Pillman, I'm a pilsner drinker myself, but he said uh, maybe if it was a Coors Light, but I'm not wrecking a good beer. Oh. So uh, so a little, 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 little slash at uh, Coors Light there. And uh, good, um, good product uh, endorsement for... The green diesel, as I call it, old style Pilsner. Triple C in the truck says, I'll still be up. Kelowna time. Yeah, 6.30. Kelowna time says, a little Henny. <laughs> I, I actually, I went to a stag once in Kelowna, and it was the weekend the Chargers played the Titans in London. And I got up and watched that game, and it was a it was a struggle. I almost missed my ride to the airport to get home, but the Chargers got the win, and it was a great time had by all. So, yeah, hey, if you're going to do that uh Enjoy yourself. Very familiar with that when it comes to these like rare 9 a.m. Oilers games back when they'd travel to, you know, Jersey or not Chicago, but the Isle Islanders taking them on to Boston. You get those like Sunday or Saturday 11 a.m. games. A lot of fun. People can have a good time with those. So, yeah. And Billman says, I call it Prairie Champagne. Yeah. yeah it's not bad. It's not the worst. You enjoy it, Brandon, right? I, I do. I'm That's my go-to, uh, whether it be on tap or out of the can or a bottle. But uh, I know there are a lot of people, uh, especially in Alberta for some reason, maybe it's just because of the association with Saskatchewan, that don't care for Pilsner, despite the fact that it is, it's an Albertan beer. started in Lethbridge. Hmm. It's just associated with Saskatchewan, maybe because of the green color, maybe because of Riders fans. Yeah. But, uh, but either way, yeah, it's high on my list of, uh, of favorites. I mean, I don't, I don't put back beers like I used to, but uh, after a couple, 
who cares? That, that was always my motto. Like, give me a boxer, give me whatever. After a couple, it's all tasting the same. Well, we got a lot of texts coming in. We're going to get to uh, roll with it. First text ever. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We've got another one from a first-time texter who's 6-2 and two, but has a lot of injuries. Also, Victor, Slurpee, Sean. Uh, we'll get to all your texts and more. Send them in. one 833 NHL, NFL, NBA, whatever you want to talk about, we can do so. And we'll also let you know what's coming up here on 1440 after us and later on throughout the day it is fantasy frenzy brought to you by wilhawk beef jerky on sports 1440 we'll be back after this yes it is alberta's best beef jerky it is fantasy frenzy as well check out wilhawk online wilhawkbeefjerky.com connor halley brandon douglas with you 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation you can do so Immediately do it quickly because we got a lot to get to here in this final segment. Uh, I do want to let everyone know that uh, the Fantasy Frenzy crew and Declan, I guess just the producers of this show, the button pushers, uh, we're growing some mustaches for Movember this year to raise awareness for men's health. Um, I know I, I won't speak for Declan because he tells me he can't grow a, be- a beard very well, but I look like a creep in uh, two weeks. Brandon, uh, you've rocked a stash in the past, ironically, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I would grow it out and I would say it was for, say, Movember, but never actually put in the effort to set up the fundraising page for it. So, you know, you grow the full beard for a little bit because I'm not great at growing facial hair. Like it comes in fine. Uh, and then you shave it into the mustache. Usually for me during my university days, it was uh, right around bar none week time, which if you're familiar uh, you know, is a absolute riot of basically six straight days of uh, drinking and partying at different uh places events all culminating in bar none on the saturday night uh, back at the butter dome this year can't wait for it but and so then yeah I, I have no problem just looking ridiculous for it when you're among friends and and having a good time who really cares i'm i'm ugly no matter what type of facial hair or facial hair i don't do or do not have so uh just having a mustache for a good cause for the next uh 28 days no skin off my back yeah, I mean, especially, you know, I think it's like, oh, this guy doesn't take himself too seriously. He's got a mustache or he takes himself too serious. But if you'd like to donate to our cause, uh, you can text in right now, one 401 We'll reply with the link. I will also pin that tweet probably on my Twitter profile, maybe Brando will as well. But uh, we want to try to raise some money. We put the goal at 1440, but I think we can do better than that. So if you want to uh, get donate to us now or later, uh, just let us know at some point. Uh, coming up today on the Lowdown with Low Tide. I know Brandon put it out there. Not Brandon. Declan did a little earlier here. Uh, they're going to have Brian Ray join them at 12.20. Of course, he covers the Dallas Stars, the Oilers' opponent tonight. They'll have Ben Arthur on. He covers the AFC South for the NFL on Fox. So uh, you get a little Tennessee Titans perspective. And then they will go in the community with Mr. Gene Shorts Begged Milk himself at 1 o'clock, presented by United Cycle. So uh, lots to get to on the lowdown with Low Tide later today on the Jason Greger Show. We'll have Terry Ryan in the co-host chair from 3 to 5. We'll also be joined by Robin Brownlee of Oilers Nation. Paul Camerata, award-winning producer, uh, does a lot of stuff with NFL films. He's got 12 Emmys, so he's uh, pretty good, you might say. He'll join us at 2.20. Also, Alan Saunders, a Pittsburgh Steelers beat reporter, to get you ready for tonight. Colin Livingston will join us in the Cantor race report. And then from four to six, it's it's basically pregame coverage. We'll have Brent Severin on, former NHLer, Dallas Stars analyst. Mark Spector will hear from members of the Oilers, and uh, that'll transition right into 
pre-gaming with Boardsy on YouTube, uh, Oilers Nation YouTube channel at 6 o'clock, uh, Aaron Bordado. And I believe your M. Chuck, maybe Liam will be by if you want to watch those guys across Oilers Nation social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you can do so as well. So a busy day here on Sports 1440. Victor texted in a while ago, said, Yeehaw, big jump in the fantasy frenzy NHL pool last night. Good for you, Victor. I told you guys yesterday, I really thought I had Elias Pettersson on my team. I don't. I'm currently sitting 28th. Uh, Ottinger was good for me. I don't know if he'll be playing tonight going back to back, but he was my first star. Brandon, I don't know if you want to talk about this league or not. I think you knew you couldn't win, so you went on and took some flyers on guys. I, I, I went off the board on a lot of picks, of course, knowing that uh, even if I were to come out victorious, I wouldn't be able to claim the prize due to a conflict of interest, and that's a pretty big dirtbag move. So, yeah, I went off the board in a few picks, and it has not yielded many positive results. I get the email overnight, every night, <laughs> telling me about uh, my progress. And yeah, I, I if I'm not mistaken, I am in last place and have been for quite some time, even though despite the fact that last night I had a, like, Troy Terry had a hat trick, game winner. But I think when I was setting the pool up, I didn't make game winners worth anything extra because I'm an idiot. Um, it, and it basically my mistake started right in group number two when of course the obvious choice was Leon Dreisaitl I opted for Miko Rantanen instead who's having a good season by all accounts uh, but not quite at the same pace as uh, our boy Leon here in YEG so yeah it's uh, it's not my proudest thing I've managed to be able to scrape out a few wins in my other fantasy hockey leagues thankfully where I can you know pick up and drop uh, some of these players that I took some unnecessary flyers on in some late rounds where I don't have that liberty in our uh, our hockey pool, so I just got to live with my decisions all year, and it will likely keep me in the basement for the entirety of this NHL season. Uh, text coming in here, no name. Hey guys, I'm six and two, but I'm an injury mess. Jefferson, Achan, Mike Williams, Karen Williams, Ayukon, bye. My choices are Lockett, Davis, Cooks, or Samuel. Brandon, very quickly, who do you think there? Because I'm gonna say, oh wow, I'm gonna say Davis. Back-to-back big weeks coming. Back-to-back big yeah. weeks. Um, sorry, I uh, I was reading a different text message. Who sent that text in? No name, but uh, Lockett, Davis, Cooks, or Curtis Samuel? Lockett, Davis, Cooks, or Samuel? Uh, Tyler Lockett, I like him. He's very um, reliable. Might not necessarily blow up all the time, but I like Tyler Lockett. Debo Samuel, he will be, if he's back in the lineup uh, moving forward, um, he is very important for the success of the Niners as a team. He's basically had one really one or two good fantasy games so far this year. Uh, outside of that, not super involved. Uh, Gabe Davis, no. Uh, we I think we've talked about him enough so far on this show. I don't love him as a week to week option. And then uh, Brandon Cooks, he's kind of come uh, come back on the scene in the last couple of weeks, getting much more involved with the Cowboys offense after basically being um, irrelevant and, and a non factor over the start of the season. So. Uh, Picking was it to pick two, or was it just one? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay, uh, of those options, uh, lo- down like long term, the rest of the season on a week to week basis, Tyler Lockett and Brandon Cooks would be my choice. Even though Cooks is a uh, WR two or maybe even three, depending on your outlook uh, with the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are a good team, and they run the uh, throw the ball a fair amount. Uh, Brad texting in saying, "Does anyone know who's the starting goalie for the Dallas Stars? Will be tonight, uh, Scott Wedgwood." Leaning towards unconfirmed, but uh, tune into the lowdown with low tide 
and the Jason Greger show. Uh, one of those shows will have it as soon as it's announced, and then we'll probably repeat it a couple times throughout the day. So uh, make sure you keep it locked here on Sports 1440. Uh, no name on this one. Give us your name, friend. U of A Golden Bears football tailgate starts 3 o'clock. Foot field parking lot. Snacks, food, fun, and yes, pills. 50-50 is already live and growing. Go Bears, yes. The Golden Bears in the playoffs this weekend down at Foot Field. 5 o'clock taking on those Huskies of Saskatchewan. Brandon, you might be going out, hey? Uh, it's it's on my, my tentative schedule right now. A lot of this will be dictated by... Um how good the music is at the cabaret on Friday night after the <laughs> CFR. We yeah. got a text in about that um, and how good the, the CFR band is. So uh, I'm planning on it, hoping to double dip uh, Bears football and then Bears hockey, the Drake, kind of make an afternoon evening of it. But uh, 50-50, you, you might have just tipped the scales to make this a must. I am a sucker for 50-50. I buy them every event I go to, even if I'm one of eight people there. I'll still drop uh, probably a lot more money into the pot than I should just to give myself a fighting chance. And uh, never in my life have I won one, even at some of these smaller events that I've attended. So, uh, but I, I love donating, you know, happy donation to whatever cause the other 50 is supporting. And then uh, happy to put my money in someone else's pocket with the other 50 half as well. We're going to go turbo here because we only got a couple minutes. Slurpee Sean says, would you drop rice for Hunt? Receivers are St. Brown, Deontay, Nico, and Higgins. Running backs are... Achan, Jacobs, Aaron Jones, and Gibbs. Personally, I would say no. I think uh, you're going to get Jacobs bouncing back with a new coach, a reinvigorated Raiders offense, so I would not do that one. Summer says, hey, guys, enjoy your show. Some useless trivia for you. The Bucks and Texans are the two teams in the NFL with the fewest number of fans. Have a good day, Summer. Is that confirmed? <laughs> Where do you get this data? <laughs> Just a, a random chirp. The Bucks won a Super Bowl. They Thank- lost Brady, but they got to have some fans. Thanks, Summer. Well... I, I thought the Chargers would be in there, to be honest. But, hey, I do call the Chargers California's team. They they travel. They they stay in California, though, unlike those Raiders. J-Rod says, fantasy trade, let me know what you think. Cup and Mike Evans for Pacheco and Devontae Smith. J-Rod, what do you think, Brandon? That's a lot of good players on the move. Yeah. Um, I, I love Isaiah Pacheco. I love what he does for the Kansas City offense, giving them an actual dynamic run part. Uh, Devontae Smith looking like second fiddle in Philly all of a sudden now, whereas Cooper Cup and Mike Evans, pretty de facto number one guys. So I think I think there's value on both sides of that trade to, to give a pretty nonchalant answer. Tough to dictate a winner uh, right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, without knowing the entirety of the rosters, it's hard to say, but it seems like there's some winning on both sides. And Lance says, keep up the great show, boys. Lance, the Raider fan, probably uh, wondering why I took an unprovoked shot at the Raiders. Well, they left California. So did the Rams. So can they really be California's teams? No. It's got to be the Chargers or Niners. And why not the Chargers? They've moved around. They got SoCal locked up. A big thank you to everyone who texted in today. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Keep that going. Say hi to Low Tide. So when he comes in here, he has a bunch of text messages just saying hi, Low Tide. I think he'll really enjoy that. Uh, also, big thank you to our guest today. We had oh, Rita Rose, Alan Szlowski from Rotowire joining us on the program. Uh, he was fantastic. We're gonna have to have him back on later on for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll keep it going tomorrow. With some NHL and NFL talk. Up next is Slow Tide, Gregor at 2 o'clock. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Enjoy the rest of the day. Oilers tonight, taking on the Stars. Let's get to an update with Brandon. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Ed. WilhockBeefJerky.com. Here's the Duke.